There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could create a podcast that they never could. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of There Was an Idea, a pop culture podcast where from Star Wars to Star Lord, we love to talk about anything and everything pop culture. I'm your host, Ryan O'Donnell, and with me, as always, we got the full crew tonight. We've got Tim O'Donnell, we've got Kevin Tilly, and we've got Brandon Larmore. Fellas, what's happening? What up, dogs? Ready to talk about Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, man, what a terrible movie. We're so, a little late to the game. So at the end of it, like, hey, hey, everyone hey, makes hey, a hey, wish. Hey. Tim, how could yeah. you say that was a terrible movie? It had everything. Cats, Wishes. Monkey Paw. It's uh, true. Tree Salesman. Uh-huh. That's everything. Pyramid Scheme. A pyramid, yeah. a pyramid Scheme. <laughs> based on wishes <laughs> a nonsensical plot can get several older people <laughs> uh brandon usually you're the one that comes up with the fake uh, main idea i beat him to the punch this time yeah, yeah you got me do you have I'm one do you have one brandon? quick on the draw mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have one brandon you want to share no i'll let that ride i like this one okay because it's still not a christmas movie I don't care what anybody says, just because yes. it came out around Christmas. Brandon, you were very upset. Knowing, <laughs> and I think there was some caroling at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Brandon, you were, were very upset that about were, that. There were trees that were lit, Brandon. No. No. There was, no. Out on that. Just because they threw Christmas in at the end does not make it a Christmas movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, guys, uh, let's move on. Our actual main idea this evening, we're going to talk about Disney Plus's show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We all kind of felt mixed about it, so we'll get into that. It'll be fun discussion. But before we get into that, a little housekeeping, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TWI Podcast and find us and leave us a kind review on uh, Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. But before we get to our main idea, let's start in the news. All right, fellas, let's get right to it. We're going to talk about some Obi-Wan. I got a couple topics for us tonight. First, this is a little, I think this came out last week, but we didn't do an episode, so we're going to talk about it now. And that is Warner Brothers officially announced that they are coming out with, starring Joaquin Phoenix, a sequel to the Joker movie. I am not thrilled with this news. Um, I like the Joker as a character, but I was not a fan of that movie. I, I didn't think it hit very well. What do you guys think? Ryan, I feel like you're bearing the lead here. They announced also that Lady Gaga oh, yeah. is going to play Harley Quinn, and it might be a musical. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Fair enough. Good, <laughs> good they, call out, Did she announce her as Harley Quinn, or was that the rumor? That jo- no, I, I'm pretty sure it's official. They're at least in talks. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's official or not. Either way, it's something. 
It is something. It yeah. will be something. <laughs> In my worst drunken stupor, I don't think I could have come up with this concept. Yeah. Like a Joker sequel that's a musical. I mean, ah. it's, a, it's a weird situation. It's a because... fever dream. I don't think there's any other examples that even exist in Hollywood of like a movie that was not a musical and then the sequel is a musical. And also <laughs> like what's the overlap of like people who are really into like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie and people who enjoy musicals? Like how big of a percentage of the population could that possibly be? Like 2%. 2% possibly. Possibly. Two things are happening. Either it's going to be a, a musical and it's going to be like a rock opera and some aspect of it will be intriguing or this is just like some sort of Joker level joke that they wanted to put out there just to screw with everybody, which would be cool in and of its own right. But unfortunately, the movie, it's unnecessary. Like yeah. there's really no good place to move forward with the character as is. They just did it so weird that like you're rooting for a murderer, like not even an antihero, like or like someone like uh, Deadpool, just someone who's just completely gone. Like, I like when I watched that movie, I wasn't even rooting for him at all. Yeah, I was just like just waiting to see what was going to happen. But yeah, I wasn't like, boy, I hope I hope good things happen to this character at any point. Yeah. I also, I mean, Kev. I said sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I said yeah. this to you because you and I saw it saw it together. Yeah, yeah. I, I still struggle with the way they did it because I never, and maybe that's not the point. But like to me, Arthur Flex, like that version of the Joker, if that was supposed to be who he was, never. I never got the he's going to become the clown prince of crime vibes. Like he just never was that u- uber charismatic, super jokester. Like, like I just never got that vibe that he was going to become Gotham's greatest villain. And that's was was always my biggest issue with it was that you know that. I think the only scene in that entire movie where that he felt like the Joker was when he killed the guy in his apartment. And he let the other guy go. He's like, oh, yeah, you can go. But he locked the top lock where he couldn't reach it. Yeah. That's the only time I was like, that's kind of Joker-esque. But overall, I'm like, it's a terrible idea. But yeah. I also think it's more than likely going to be a musical. I do think it's going to be terrible. It would um, be a fun train wreck. It would be a fun train wreck. Yeah. Like, Lady Gaga, from what I've seen, a couple of movies I've seen her do, she really is good. But it's a terrible idea. Yeah, it's unnecessary. I mean, it made a lot of money. It made a, didn't. I think it made a billion dollars. It beat Deadpool, I think. Yeah, so I, I, you know, and Warner Brothers is a movie studio. Like They're gonna make mo- they Jared make Leto. Money. Jared Leto is a respected actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he did Morbius. Yeah, and he was a Joker. Don't forget that he and was he a Joker. Was, yeah, but I'll put it to you. So to my, I know that's where you're going with this. No, no, but no. Is it, to, is this so like seven degrees of Joker, Brad? Oh dear God, shut up! What I'm really trying to say is that like good acting can't save a bad movie, like or good actors can't save a bad movie. So like, there's yeah, just Batman and like, Superman's full of good actors and uh, Wolf. Yeah, yeah, Wolf, that's, Wolf that's indeed. Like legitimately, I would go see Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, the Snyder Sodes in theaters before I watch this movie at this current juncture. 
I mean, better watch Dawn of the Seven than this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, real Absolutely. question: Have any guys legit watched Joker more than once? No. Oh no. Nope. No. Yeah. No. I don't think it's anything. I have. I have literally zero interest. Nothing. Zero <laughs> interest. It's not. It's not an entertaining movie. It's no. actually like a very depressing movie. It is. It's incredibly depressing. Yeah. So. And, and Tim, one last point. You made this point when the first movie came out. How do you have a Joker with no Batman? Presumably, there's still not going to be a Batman. So how do you how do you continue this story without Batman? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the point of the Joker in a lot of ways is he's like the antithesis or a dark mirror version of Batman. Batman doesn't need the Joker, but the Joker needs Batman, and that's kind of their relationship, and that's kind of in everything that Joker does. So. I have no idea what they're going to do with that in this in this sequel movie, but it's probably not going to be satisfactory, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Any final thoughts on uh, Joker 2? Yeah. Well done. Oh, man. All right, guys. I got two more before we get into our main idea. Next. Head of Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, came out recently and said that in the next few months, I don't know if it's going to be a reveal, if it's going to be something in another movie, which presumably would be Thor if that was the, were the case or, or what, but he basically said, we're going to start to really see where they're going with all these stories. And I think that that's a fair thing to say, because when you think about the, the movies and shows that we've seen in phase four, there hasn't really been a lot of continuity and it's kind of stories are all over the place so it's it is a little you wonder where they're going with all of this so what do we think guys whether it's an announcement at like san diego comic-con or comic-con uh world or whatever it's called these days or it's something from a movie what do we think about kevin feige's announcement did he also like say there's been like little hints he did other movies he did but like I, i i don't think that we have enough info to put the pieces together yet I mean, I think a, Thor is going to be the celestial being just like growing out half out of the ocean right now that no one's talking about. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited for everything to start like answering some questions because there's just a lot. I mean, I think I know where they're going and we all speculated where they're going. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. But. You know that there's like an end game. You know we all know there's a finish line, but there's so many different like zigzags as to like how we're gonna get there. Like this to me feels very comic book, where like there are legitimately nineteen different storylines going on within the same main system, and at some point everything's gonna crash together. But I mean, look, at, like, connected... the, look, at, look at the first phase of the MCU. Like, it was still finding its footing when they were trying to build the grand story. I mean, at that time, we didn't know it was going to end up being the Infinity War saga. But, but here's the thing with that. They at least came together at the end of those movies. Like, there were certain yeah. characters that were, like, like hot between them. Coulson was a huge, like, just connection piece. Like, that made things work. Right now, it's like... We know that certain people were together at one point. We know they have their phone numbers, but no one's calling each other when something serious is happening. Well, think about it this way, Brandon. You know, obviously the culmination of the first 10 years of the MCU was Infinity War and Endgame. 
and mm-hmm. you have to have something rival that you know to culminate the next 10 years and you know we we speculate about this you know off podcast but it, it seems like the only way to do that is to culminate in secret wars and yeah. i think you know beginning with loki the tv show and then continuing with you know doctor strange 2 We've gotten uh, the idea of the existence of the multiverse. We've gotten the idea of incursions in Doctor Strange 2. And, and I think it's ultimately, it has to be something like Secret Wars to really be of the same level, if not top endgame in, in terms of the stakes. I mean, if, it, if 10 years from now Galactus shows up and that's the big thing, it's like, well, it, it's still not the same level of stakes as, you know, half the entire universe going down, just, you know, Earth being potentially devoured by Galactus. So it has to be a universe level threat as opposed to just like an earth level threat. And I think, I think secret wars is the way to go. And I think they've been, they've been slowly building that really since actually Spider-Man far from home when they introduced like the concept of the multiverse in that movie, even though it wasn't actually the multiverse, yeah. they planted the seeds mm-hmm. in that one. Yeah, that's Tim, the first one after Endgame. And Tim, you said it off podcast, but incursions is a big story from the 2015 secret wars, correct? Right, and then like the 2012 Avengers leading up to it. So it was like a multi-year, you know, planting the seeds and, and getting people prepared for it. And I think that's what they're starting to do now. So, Kev, maybe that's what you were talking about. Kevin, uh, Kevin Feige said yeah. that they've already planted seeds. Well, that's a pretty big seed. You know, just the inclusion of incursions probably tells you, okay, this is most likely where they're going, I would think. I mean, hopefully. I mean, yeah, I think. Thor is going to be the turning point, hopefully, on the get clear idea. Yeah. And then with Loki season two. Actually, no, I think it's probably going to be the bigger movie, Ant-Man and the, uh, and the Wasp. Yeah, that, yeah that'll be out. And the, the quantum of, I think Qu- that's going to be the turning point for this phase. Quantum of Solace. Yeah. yeah. Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that's Casino all Casino Royale. Like, yeah. like uh, Kang might potentially be like, you know, more like the Loki of, of this phase where we see him pop in and out here and there, but he's the more minor threat compared to the bigger threat of just the multiverse ending. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be cool because as we've talked in our Loki episode, we all loved Jonathan Major's portrayal. So I'm very excited to see him again play Kang and see where he goes with that because he was fantastic in Loki. I think there's a good chance we get like five or six versions of him throughout the next 10 years. Yeah, of, uh, Marvel. I could see that. Really cool. I could see that happen. I could absolutely I mean, see it's that. like that in the comics. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Any final thoughts on Kevin Feige saying that we're going to figure out soon where all this is headed? In Feige, we trust. In Feige, we yeah. trust. I, I, don't Feige think it, we I don't think we can put it better, better than that. So, all right. I got one more, guys. Real quick. Let's talk about it. So... As you guys know, Deadpool 3 is on the way. And one of the writers, I know Ryan Reynolds is involved in writing the script, but one of the other writers who is helping, I guess, kind of gave a little bit of a preview of what to expect. And uh, what he said was it's going to be a quote-unquote fish-out-of-water type story. And that tells me that it's going to be like the same Deadpool that we saw in the first two Deadpool movies, but just now input randomly into the MCU, which I think could be absolutely hysterical and hilarious. What do you guys think about that? I'm very much looking forward to this. I actually really am hoping that, like, I hope it opens up with the old-fashioned Disney logo <laughs> in the, the, the beginning of Deadpool. That'd be good. That'd be a nice touch. I think that'd be hysterical, or anytime he curse, he just kept on getting beeped. Yeah, was, that's one of the things <laughs> I was thinking of, too. And then him, um, go, him just getting angrier and angrier because he can't say curse words because they're just getting beeped. <laughs> I just, 
it opens the possibility of so many different cameos now that they can get in the in the Deadpool movie. Could I hopefully this will be the Deadpool movie we might finally get a Hugh Jackman and make a cameo. That would be cool. So I'm very much looking forward to Deadpool three. Yeah. Brandon I Tim. Just to ha- I just wanted to happen already. Like I feel like ever since the properties got bought, like they've just been writing and teasing and teasing and writing. And now I'm just like, okay, the 15 ideas that you had for it, just throw them all out there. Like make it all happen. Cause no, regardless, it's going to be just a fun experience seeing someone break the fourth wall in a space where they just wouldn't normally be. Yeah. And I, and granted Disney is testing a little bit of an edgier area. So like, it's going to be curious to see what this does for them. Like, I mean, with your Disney plus account. Now you had to verify if you were going to watch more adult centered things on it or not. Yeah. So like yeah. they're, they're clearly okay with the direction that it's going. It's just how far is it going to go and what will it do for the greater story? Oh, I, I think they're going to go crazy with the story. I really I think hope the writers so. are going to go h- hardcore with this, this movie. God, I hope so. I think assuming that the plot of the movie is just Deadpool somehow winding up in the MCU and not knowing what to do when he gets here, it's going to be a million times better than Venom just showing up at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Made no sense. I finally saw that movie. and Oh, Venom. Yeah, I've seen it. Venom 2? It was pretty mediocre. I saw Let There Be Carnage. and uh, Again... Good actors can't save a bad movie. Yeah, I'm with you. Not a huge fan, but that's just me. He'll show up at Deadpool two, uh, three. Anything can happen there, Kev. Anything can happen. So, mm-hmm. all right, guys. Any final thoughts on any this or any of the other in the news topics before we move on to our main idea? So, like in Wonder Woman 1984, when Wonder Woman <laughs> all right, said, talks to enough. everyone on the planet and tells them. You're all being Tim. selfish, and you have to Tim. give back your wish. Tim. Like, you don't Announce even know who wish. she is. Tim. Yeah. Tim. You're about to get Thanos snapped. No, I mean, no, I mean, tonight I... 50-50 t- shot. Tonight I have a Star Wars. I got, <laughs> you're going to get blasted. I got blasted. There you go. In the face. Jesus, Ryan, anyway. that's overkill. Um, yeah, well, hey, that's what I happens. Had it, <laughs> <laughs> the problems with Timmy's are you gotta make sure they're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's get to our main idea tonight, which is Disney Plus series Obi Wan Kenobi. If this movie show had like an opening crawl, I would have been like, I enjoyed it at least 10% more. I agree. I was actually waiting for the opening crawl to actually happen. Like, of all the Star Wars shows, I'm like, oh, this is one that's going to have it. It's been a boring time on Tatooine for the last 10 years. years. <laughs> Obi Wan has a nice paying job where he Even steals the meat every day. Steals he steals the meat. No one noticed his space camel. <laughs> I was waiting for him to get caught. and he. I know, I thought caught. the same thing. And that just shows you that crime pays in the, in the Star Wars universe. He was trying to feed his space camel. 
What if it, what if it just <laughs> opened up with sand? It's everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. Yeah, legitimately, <laughs> I thought he was going to be like giving the meat to like a four family or something like that. No, nah, that's battle. just for Cammy. Cammy the space camel. <laughs> Maybe Ooh, Ooh, I brought you this strange meat. I don't even know you, sir. You the weird <laughs> Leave me alone. Aren't you crazy old Ben? Like his crazy old Ben. All right, guys. I guess we'll start there. So, I, you know, we all thought that this was an okay show. Like, I, I'll be honest with you guys. I really wanted to love this show because I absolutely love Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. I think he was by far the best part in the prequels. I enjoyed him in those movies and I wanted to like this, but it was just so hard. Uh, it just, it was a lot of nonsense, especially in the first four episodes. I thought the last two episodes were at least pretty good. So it kind of picked up, but I don't know. I, it just, you know, he did it. I still think Ewan McGregor did a good job, but overall it was meh. So what did you guys think of the overall story? I'd like to start this off because I reflected on this show a lot. Obi-Wan is one of my favorite Jedis. And like you, Ryan, I wanted to like this show so mm -hmm. much. But then like when I was reflecting on it, it wasn't that it was a bad show for me. It just wasn't the show that I wanted. Yeah, I agree with that. Like the story made sense. But again, it wasn't the story that I wanted. It flowed in a way that led to an interesting conclusion that fit the universe. Oh, by the way, Ryan, you didn't do your spoiler thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert, everyone. If you have not seen Obi-Wan, please. Yeah, we're talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, as we've already said like eight times, Fine. even though we didn't yeah. say the words spoiler Yeah, please. Hey, hey, hey. We're professionals here. Go watch. Don't worry, Brandon. No one's listening back. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we're screaming out into an endless void. <laughs> hey. hey. The void screams back sometimes. <laughs> but but no, really, the show wasn't bad. It just wasn't the show anybody was really looking forward to. Like, no one expected Obi-Wan to have such a hard drop-off. But they also really didn't delve into... Like, the last thing we saw was he was supposed to do some training after his final conversation with Yoda, but, like, did he just say... Nah, I'm just going to be a space butcher. Like, I don't, training for the birds. I don't think so, Brian, actually. I think yeah. he tried. It. He just... And I, I have what you're referring to that we can talk about later, but uh, I, I think that he wasn't, as Qui-Gon put it, wasn't ready at that point. He did he say, wasn't, like, every other episode, like, Qui-Gon, I could really use your help here. And Qui-Gon was like, no, I'm not going to answer him. Yeah. Sorry. He hasn't earned it yet. Yeah. And then we know we should just, I just we should just say at the end he Wagon goes up, shows up and is like yeah I've been here the whole time I just you know yeah here you know since anything. we have it here 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 is that little clip Master Qui Gon well took you long enough beginning to think you'd never come I was always here Obi Wan. You just were not ready to see. Come on, you've got a ways to go. So, lack of payoff, really. It, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, 
I'll be honest with you. I get where they were trying to go with that. It's just, I don't know if your average person gets it. It just seemed like just a random cameo. Like he, I think he, his point was you weren't ready to see because of everything that he was holding on to with Anakin's fall. And once he finally let go mm-hmm. of that, he was able to, to see Qui-Gon. I got that, but I don't know. I, I thought they could have done a better job explaining it than what we got. This is where I was saying that, like, again, that scene wasn't bad. Like, it, it, I thought it that just, was bad. I didn't think that scene was bad. Like, it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Like, you know, the yeah, end of the series. Yeah, set up for season two of yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Which we're going to get. Like, I hope we all, spoil, again, spoiler alert, but we, you, we're getting another season of this show without question. Which is a the point idea. was keep watching so you can see Qui-Gon again. It's like, we're just teasing you Qui-Gon now. You can yeah. see Qui-Gon again if you, if you keep watching the show. And yeah, people will. Liam Neeson is going to say yes. P- and people will because this show on Disney Plus was got tons of viewers. I think it was the most watched Disney Plus show ever. Because well, that's sad. That's I'm, I'm almost positive. That's oh. I think what uh, going to what Brand's point was earlier about like this show wasn't what you wanted it to be. I mean, like I went in with a pretty open mind about this show, and I thought it wasn't bad. I agree, Brandon. It wasn't bad. I was just kind of hoping they would bridge the gap between episode three and episode four in a way that like made sense and was entertaining throughout. And look, there were some good moments on this show, but overall I didn't understand what the tone of it was supposed to be. I felt inconsistent from episode to episode. Yeah. There were some moments between Obi-Wan and Vader that were really cool and other moments that fell completely flat. I thought. So, yeah. Agreed. I, I agree. Just inconsistent that throughout. Even, even in like the same scene, it would be inconsistent and it'd be like, oh, that one moment was cool, but the rest of it was garbage. I read an interesting article, like thinking about thinking back towards the beginning of the uh, season, the, uh, what was his name? Freb? Sure, the, the, Freb. The, the, whoever Zach Braff played, like who the, oh, al- yeah. the alien. Oh, the alien. alien. Yeah. That, like I could have sworn was Seth Rogen when he first. I thought that I so too, but, but then it was like, oh yeah, it is Zach Braff. Yeah. And it was yeah. Zach Braff. That's but, weird. like, I read such an interesting article about it that was just a subtle thing that I didn't appreciate at the time, but then found some like, a significant level of appreciation for. During that time period, not everybody hated the Empire. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, for some of them, they liked the order. They liked this, the stand, like, how everything was just like, yo, like, this is, like, I got a job now, like... I do this. There's no lawlessness because, you know, these dudes in white will just come kill you. But it is interesting, yeah. Brandon, because the Empire is supposed to only really like humans, not aliens, mm-hmm. which, which kind of mirrors, um, you and know, they, society. Yep. But but that that's why it's interesting that an alien was very pro-Empire when the Empire is not pro-alien. He's a MAGA alien. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't even see that the, that the stormtroopers look down on him. He does like he thinks yeah. he's part of that crew, but no, but he's not. But yeah, no, like so. I read that article and I was just like, okay, that's a subtle thing that I didn't appreciate at the time, but like the show. But you're right, Brent. Showed it, yeah. To your yeah. larger point, not like, there were areas. Yeah, you you saw a lot of where the galaxy was. You know, things weren't great with the Empire, but you're right. A lot of people did support them because things were okay and fine in their parts of the world or or universe, I should say. Going off of that scene was interesting. Was uh, how incompetent Obi Wan's portrayed on the show because part of that whole thing was like they're pretending to be other people, and Obi Wan can't just help but call. Princess Leia, Leia, 
Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, true. And Lay, who's like ten years old, is like, shut up, You're like that's not <laughs> shut up. And just to go and they build off of that, just Obi Wan was like at that point is like the most wanted man in the galaxy, and everyone's looking for him, and he can't just not wear Jedi robes as he walks around, or alter his face, or put on a helmet to hide his face. People walk around in the Star Wars universe with helmets all the time, and no one asks any questions. You can uh, find helmets just flying on the ground. Exactly, but no, he just walking around looking like Obi Wan Kenobi wearing Jedi robes and can't keep his story straight. Terrible. Yeah, that's very a fair point, Tim. Besides that, though, what did you guys all think of Ewan McGregor's portrayal in the, in the sh- just in this show? I would say pretty good. You know, I still thought he did a good job with what he had to work with. I, I still got, especially in the later episodes, that Obi-Wan hope that we saw in, in the original um, or the, the prequel trilogy. But what did you guys think? He did a good job. And I think there was like moments, especially when the moments between him and Vader, the emotional impact that, yep. that the show uh, that I wanted to have, like how essentially like we want has PTSD in a sense. With, blame, uh, let's let's be real. He, he blames himself for what happened. Exactly. So I thought he was the best part of the show and he did the best he could with the awful dialogue the show had. Okay. Tim Brandon, any uh, thoughts on, on you and McGregor's performance? I thought he was fine. I just, he didn't have good writing to go with. And like, it was just, again, inconsistencies. Like in the first episode, in one scene, he's telling that Jedi he runs into, just bury your lightsaber, forget that Jedi ever existed, and just live your life like a hermit like me. And then in like pretty much the next scene, he's telling Uncle Ellen, like, oh, we have to train Luke when he's ready, and he's of age. And it's like, well, why? Why would you even think that you need to train Luke if you're not trying to like eventually defeat the Empire and you're telling this other actual Jedi, just forget, forget what you were. Because he probably is thinking, like, uh, you know what? He's not powerful enough. Like, this guy's going to get wiped out in a minute. How do they know that Luke's going to be powerful? Just because he's a son of Anakin doesn't necessarily mean he's going to have crazy force powers. And if your plot is to eventually overthrow the Empire and you train him for that purpose, like, you think you'd want to have another Jedi around just as part of your, your team as an ally. Yeah, that's a, I, I thought the same thing when that happened. You're right. It was, there was definitely some inconsistencies, especially early on. Well, I think they I think they did a little bit of a better job towards the end. That's what I'm saying. My, the last two episodes were, were my two favorite of the series. I think they did a better job towards the end. But yeah, go ahead, yeah, Brandon. Sorry. But Tim, to that statement, like, I guess he also figured like, yo, I can't have other Jedi wandering around here because I'm not even going to tell them of why I'm like spying on this little boy. That so. sounds a very nefarious way you said that. <laughs> but that's what it was. You're going to spy on a little boy's brain. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But that's what it Don't bother me. I'm like looking at this like little boy from the window. It's just like, like, hey, Obi-Wan, where were you? Oh, you know, just wandering out in the desert, ripping up binoculars. Huh? But, yeah. but, but I think, but to like Tim's point, which like I agree with, it's like it made no sense for him to turn one Jedi away. And then the ne- literally the next scene is like, oh, yeah, I got to train this kid. Because he they don't again, even know he he's more sensitive, and like also like why aren't you training him already? Like by that point, he's already quote unquote too old for the Jedi. If Anakin was too old in Episode One, he's too old at that. Looks too old at that point. Okay, he's ten years. He's ten years old. That point, you're a thousand percent correct on. But like, yeah. if they're trying to keep Darth Vader's kids hidden, like he can't be just hanging around. Everybody trusting everybody like that. I'm not saying he's a trust that random Jedi, but like, you know, maybe just help him get off world or something or tell him you got to get out of here as opposed to like... He did tell him to get out of here. 
Tell him, don't even safer. don't ever help anyone again. We're oh, it's over. We lost. I don't know. He, he, he was trying to save his life in the way that he currently understood the world. See, like I didn't think it was that off. See, I I think Obi Wan's character it showed it was like the fact that he essentially let that Jedi die goes against Obi Wan's yeah, character. I mean, he at that point recognized that he also let a lot of Jedi die because he wasn't able to kind of to defeat Anakin and stop the Empire so on and so forth so for him it was just like he felt everybody was doomed at that point he couldn't save anybody so like he was in a depressed state completely so like who's i was just gonna say and brandon to that point i think he was he was so you know down and and so depressed that he kind of i don't want to say he cut himself off from the force like luke did in in last jedi but he he clearly was weakened, as we saw in that first the first time he and Vader saw each other. Vader destroyed him. He had no chance, mm-hmm. and and it was because he didn't have the same grasp of the Force that he did, you know, back in the prequel era. Exactly. So, so again, I don't think it was that off. What you, the second comment you made, Tim, you're 100 percent right. But to the point where he was just trying to get that dude to go do something else, he was following his current mission of protecting that child at all costs. And unfortunately, it came at the cost of a fellow Jedi. Which he didn't know at the time, but I hear you. It it didn't make a ton of sense. All right, guys, let's move on a little bit. We got a couple of other big characters to talk about. So I want before we get into the villains section of of this uh, discussion, I want to get into the other kind of main protagonist. And that's kind of what set the plot in motion was the kidnapping of one Princess Leia Organa from... Alderaan and Tim, I know you you have a a comment about uh, her actual kidnapping, but I thought the plot device overall was okay. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought she got better as the show got along. Just you know, just like the show itself, I thought she did a better job as the show went along. What did you guys overall think of of uh, the uh, the actress who played plus the the storyline with Princess Leia? Well, I was going to talk about that kidnapping real quick, where she's running from <laughs> flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. I mean, just like in this first two episodes, they made for whatever reason they like. All right, she has to run, try to run away, but like she is so slow, and like no one can catch her. It was the most unbelievable part of the entire series, is that her ducking and dodging and getting away from these people whenever she was trying to run away. It was insane. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? This is a deep cut, but the scene from Dracula Dead and Loving It. When Renfield's like, it's like, okay, he just goes like back and forth, but he's just moving so, like so slowly. He's like, oh, good, I lost him. And he runs away and they come out going, oh, we're lucky. He's an imbecile. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of it. But she was actually getting away from them. So yeah. I don't Kevin, know. Not I, the scene I thought you were going to go with. Honestly, what I thought was Seth Rogen super bad. She's about to get alive. That's another good one, too, Brandon. Other than those two scenes, I like the Leia stuff. I was so surprised that we were even getting Leia in this show to Same. begin with. And yeah. then how much we got of her. I think it would have been great if this show was made like three or four years earlier and you could have had the girl who played Liana Mormont on Game of Thrones play her. That would have been Yeah, she would have been great. That would have been a good, good yeah. cast yeah. all. But this girl was pretty good. I like, you know, I like that we got some Jimmy Smith stuff early on, mm-hmm. and, and then at the end, it was like it was a good bridge from episode three, and he's a you know good actor, so it was good seeing him and getting some of Leia's life on uh, Alderaan stuff. I thought there was some weird character stuff with Leia that like she loves droids as a kid and was like super yeah. nice to droids, yeah. and like she's an adult, she's like you know screw these droids, she's PPO, I hate you, and and she just that's kind of how she was, and she was just 
mean to people and much meaner to people in general. Like think about all the times that she was just like racist to Chewbacca in like that's true. Yeah, she called she called him like fur bag and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like, but here she has this like deeply kind heart towards her little droids and stuff like that. It's like I don't know about that. To be to be fair though, to be fair about three PO Tim, a lot of people think he's annoying, not just her. It's true. That's fair. At least, little, I guess she's well. Well, the droid can't speak, and it's a yeah. C-3PO just constantly and talking. He's a kid, right now, there are things that we, we most people were nicer as children than the world. She wasn't. She wasn't defeated. Worse. Okay. She was defeated as a child. But no, like she was adorable. They did a good job with the moving the story. I didn't love it. Like it was okay. Like it was very much okay. Like okay. Like so, this is where the story's going. Cool enough. Like I feel like they could have gone seventeen thousand other directions, but this is what they chose, and cool. Whatever. I agree with Brandon on that one. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of the storyline. Like, you already had like it worked. It, <laughs> it worked. worked it worked. Like you, had, you need a good plot device for him to get off. World. I was just gonna say, like to me, that made the most sense as to why he left Tatooine because really the only thing that could make him leave was was Leia, and and, and that's what it was. Like it made it made actually a lot of sense. Well, mm-hmm. the elephant in the room is how it affects A New Hope, and, yeah. and oh, how yeah. now that make it makes no sense when you know. Leia sends the message to Obi-Wan Kenobi and in her message she's like you served my father during the Clone Wars and now I you know need your help now because yeah, she know she As knew a, him yeah yeah she knew him so she, why wouldn't she say hey you saved me when I was kidnapped 10 years ago yeah that's true <laughs> you know like that seems to be a bigger connection than you served my father during the Clone Wars yeah that's true I mean that's just a bigger issue with the show in general the continuity is just terrible <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe during season five of uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, he's like, "Yeah, we've we've had too many adventures at this point." Jedi mind wipe. They could throw that in. Yeah, he ner- he. Uh, Jedi mind wipe work on Leia. Maybe she just gets bonked in the head, yeah. real hard. She just forgets. But, you know what? Maybe that that's what happened. Like, uh, she got bonked. Yeah. I mean, she was there. I get why they did it. They like it all that much. No, but. I didn't hate it. Didn't love it. It worked. It worked. You know, you it, know who, yeah. was, who was better supporting characters on the show? Owen, Lars, and Beiru. Yeah, no, they, they were awesome. great. They yeah, were awesome. when they, really they were only in it for two episodes. The the premiere. Well, Beiru wasn't even in it. The Owen Lars was in it. The premiere and the finale, but Beiru was only in it in the finale. Beiru had eighty more times more lines of dialogue in that final episode than she had in the in the prequel trilogy. Yeah, that's true. She did. Honestly, like I never thought I'd have an opinion on either of those two individuals, and that was like, yo, y'all, you guys are kind of cool. All right. Yeah, they they were badass in their own way. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so you're not just cannon fodder. Like you're just you you actually like yeah people. Dope. Honestly, it makes you surprised that they actually were you know burned to death by a bunch of stormtroopers. It's like they these people seem like they should have been able to to take the stormtroopers. Yeah, because they, they in a wheelchair at that point though. He was in a wheelchair. Uh, oh no, he was no, no. You're thinking of you're thinking of Owen Lars' dad in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, you're thinking of that that Owen Lars. I'm talking about the one in four. Yeah, he wasn't in a wheelchair. No, he wasn't in a wheelchair. Wow, you're thinking of his dad. Yeah, in in Attack of the Clones. Uh, My bad. 
Yeah, no, I was just saying, because they handled Reva, which we'll get to her character in a minute, but they handled her pretty well. So you're right, Tim. If they can handle, like, uh, a Force user, you're telling me a few Stormtroopers gave him trouble? That You know, again, I guess it's a little continuity error. Who knows, though? Yeah, I mean, that's got to show Reva's one of the worst Force users there is if she gets getting her ass kicked by... By the Larses. <laughs> Glowin and yeah. Ambe Rowe. Yeah, I mean, sure. she's suffering from... <laughs> <laughs> Who's not suffering from something amongst the Jedi and if they're at Star Wars? Yeah. Well, more so, I'm talking of like a physical wound. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, it'll get explained in her spinoff series. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I'm not going to lie, that same wound killed Qui Gon. That's true. So, so uh, but, uh, yeah. That was well, George Lucas the Reaver Star Wars, and then we can talk about her wound. Yeah, I, before I get to Reva, though, guys, I do want to get to the main, I'll say the main antagonist of this show, which was Darth Vader. And I thought it was kind of mixed. I thought there was some some really cool scenes. In fact, I, the coolest scene, in the which I'm going to play for you in a second, was with Vader and Obi-Wan. But I, I thought it was kind of inconsistent overall with how he was portrayed. Um, what did you guys think before we get into some clips? What did you guys think of Vader in the show? Like you said, inconsistent. Even just from moment to moment, like, let's say his first lightsaber battle with Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, the only good part was when he, like, lights the ground on fire with his lightsaber and drags Obi-Wan through it. It's like, that's a really cool moment. Yeah. But then, like, you know, the rebel forces or whatever, like, you know, make a bigger fire. And Vader's like, well, I guess I can't get around this. Yeah. I better let them go. I thought the same thing. I'm like, why is he just letting them go? And I remember when we first started talking about this, and like that was my big, like the biggest gripe I had to show at that point. Yep. And it was just like, yeah, ha I've created fire. I'm gonna burn you with it. And then, oh no, they've created fire. Yeah, everyone's fighting yeah. fire with fire. I didn't see this coming. Oh no. There were moments where it was like, yep, this is the Vader that's so badass and terrifying. Uh, like the same guy at the end of Rogue One. Like when he just walking through Tatooine, snapping necks and just yeah. burning yeah. people with his force chokes and stuff, and then like um, when Reva tries to fight him, I was just gonna like, say he like he, he was like, like toying I won't with even her. Light my lightsaber up, yeah. I'm just gonna use the force to yeah. just throw you back, and I'm gonna like throw you this make lightsaber you on the ground, make you, make you feel dumb. It, it was dumb. like she was. Yeah, it was like she was a gnat to him. That's all. That's she, all she yeah, was. Right. You mean nothing, and uh, I don't even have to look at my lightsaber to. Well, the scene where he like uh, brings down the the ship. Yeah. Oh yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. But then it's also like you know, you know the the fight with Obi Wan when he's you know at at the end when he's like getting his ass kicked. It's like even if Obi Wan has found his inner strength or whatever, it's got his groove back or whatever it was. Like he should he, he shouldn't be taking down Vader this easily. And yeah, that scene at the end. Easy. The scene at the end with the Emperor, too, where Obi's Obi like, oh, I hate Obi-Wan so much, I can't wait to murder him. And well, Oprah's like, oh, you're a little obsessed with I, Obi-Wan, are you? I have, I have like, that. But here, I, no, I'm not. Here, Never mind. Here, here, Whatever. Here, here. here it is. The probes are tracking every system within range. We will destroy everything in our path until he is found. You seem agitated, my friend. He will not evade me again. I wonder if your thoughts are clear on this, Lord Vader. 
Perhaps your feelings for your old master have left you weakened. If your past cannot be overcome, Kenobi means nothing. I serve only you, my master. Is that really all it took to like turn him from my mo main motivation in life is to kill Obi Wan Kenobi to never mind, I won't look for him ever again? So for me, like that again, it made sense. I agree, Brandon. Like, I agree. Yeah. Palpatine's sitting there just like, oh, oh, you think this is about you? Let me humble you real quick because I'm still the king around here. See, the Emperor, if you so will, Brandon. There you go. See, Brandon, you, I, I took I'm it. I'm the king of the stars. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the star king, the galactic emperor. This sounds right. But still, he sat there and was just like, let me bring you back under heel. Because you are too focused on something that makes you happy. I don't care about this. So, like, if it's something I don't care about, you, you don't, don't get to care. Well, about and, it. and reality is, is Obi Wan Kenobi had nothing to like in that in his mind. He like he can't stop the Empire. So it's like, what do you care about Obi Wan so much? But I, but I took it in a different way, Brandon. I think the Emperor knew that there was still some like good left in Anakin. He obviously had to have been able to feel that. And I think that he was a little nervous that if Anakin or Darth Vader continued to pursue obi-wan that maybe his old master could could have potentially brought that out had he had more interactions with him and we would he would have lost darth vader i, I think that there was a little bit of manipulation in that aspect see i don't necessarily think that obi-wan had a chance to bring anakin back out like they did a pretty good job of like showing how much hate yes. that anakin then had for him like even when there was just like your friend is dead kind of thing well i have so, that and i think that's one go ahead but go ahead i i, I want to play that clip too because that's one of, that was probably my favorite scene in the entire show but go ahead keep going because i mean even more like even more so when he's just like yo like i am just not about helping you out i am not about like trying to like have this like rekindled friendship or anything like you are absolutely dead to me. The last time we saw each other was when my woman died and I blamed you for it. So like, yeah, this isn't about reconciliation. This is about me putting a lightsaber to you, homie. Like I, I don't know, there's that there's that one part in the series that, that did show that Anakin still was conflicted though. I, yeah, I, I think that maybe on the surface that's what it was for him but I, I do think that the more time he would have spent only talking about only thinking about obi-wan and then finding him and maybe having more conversations I, I think that it eventually could have potentially broken him down and i think the emperor knew that that was a possibility which is why he wanted to to stop it you know in that moment i don't know when he was walking through tatooine just like murking people i think that was kind of a show like anakin ain't here vader is yeah, he's Vader. I'm just saying. I he think does have the good left in him. He does. We find out in uh, Return of the Jedi. We, we, and and that's, yeah, that's always I mean, going to be not, that. I was it, there. My point, my, like that helps my point, actually. The first time that in the, the original trilogy, the first time we see them two to get together, they clearly talk about their history. And then it wasn't like, ah, it's a friendly joust. 
I'm going to I'm going to kill you. <laughs> like today is the day I kill you. So like it was very much like I think that was like the ultimate end. Like he was he was not trying to delve oh. into that good. He was just trying to actually yeah. kill Obi Wan. Yeah. Uh, okay, I mean, I, I disagree a little bit, but that's fine. We can we'll leave it at that. Good points, though. But guys, I do want to play you this before we get on to Riva. Kevin, you and I talked about this. This was my favorite scene in the entire show. I love this, uh, but I'll play it. We can t- we'll talk about it. Anakin's gone. I am what remains. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anakin. For all of it. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. The same way, I will destroy you. And my friend is truly dead. I I love that scene because to me that that really makes that you know because we all thought oh how how are they going to have Darth Vader versus Obi Wan and that's how because it was a way for him to kind of unburden himself and say I didn't cause this because he said it you're I'm not your failure Obi Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. And I think that's when Obi-Wan finally let go. A couple of really cool things about that scene. One, the blending of the voice between Hayden Christensen's and James yeah. Earl Jones at yes, the moment. I agree. Yeah. And the visual of what he looks like there was fantastic. Agreed. Two, probably the best thing the series did was explain the line of Obi-Wan telling Luke, Darth Vader killed your father. Yeah. 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 And mm. not being a straight up lie, even though later on Obi Wan's like, well, from a certain point of view, it was true. Like yeah. this is like a good explanation of how that could possibly be true. That being said, I didn't think that last fight between Obi Wan and Anakin was really necessary. I thought it was a, a more powerful way to end it, the way they, you know, quote unquote, fought in Episode Five when Obi-Wan escapes and they're having that whole, and because I think we can all agree that was a great thing showing the flashback to Anakin and Obi-Wan dueling and, you know, Anakin being too aggressive and and whatnot. And he was the same way in this, in this moment in episode five and it allowed Obi-Wan and the others to escape. And that really would explain like the last time we met, I was the learner and you were the master because Obi-Wan was still the master over him at that point because mm. he could still outthink him and, and, and prey on his weakness of being too aggressive. And he still sort of did that in the finale. But yeah, I, it was a little over the top, that fight. I, I will I will say that, the, the actual fight part of it. And I it's enjoyed like, the hell out of that fight. Like It was, it was, entertaining. It was fun. It was entertaining. It was, it was over the top. It's, it's fine. It was fine. There were moments in like Vader's fights with people through this this season where I was like, man... If somebody should understand the concept of you don't just leave someone for dead and assume they're dead, it should be Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, you know, he stabs Reva and leaves her for dead. He, like, buries Obi-Wan under, like, a huge pile of rocks and assumes that he's dead. It's like, buddy, 
you know better than anyone that uh, someone can come back unless you actually make sure they're actually yeah, dead. Very true. You're gonna be kind of, he's going to come back as Darth Obi-Wan. And I do want to touch on briefly so I don't forget it. In that flashback scene, they could have done a better job of de-aging Hayden Christensen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I agree. Know, like a, a 45-year-old Padawan. Yeah. He, yeah, he did. I, I agree <laughs> yeah. with that. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. As cool as that scene was, it's like, come on. And it was a cool Makeup scene. Only do so. This is an old man. He's not I en- uh, an apprentice. I enjoyed that scene too, but yes, no. I, I did notice the same thing. <laughs> Tim, I would, I'd put it to you like this. They were like, all right, do we want this badass lightsaber fight or do we want to continue de-aging Hayden Christensen? I mean, if they can de-age Mark Hamill in uh, Mandalorian to look like a, a young man and it looks believable, different budget. They, different they could budget. just they could just take That's away from the Yeah, this one had a bigger budget, Brandon. It's Obi Wan Kenobi. This one had a bigger budget. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, granted. All right, well, then there's no excuse. There is none. Absolutely none. That was ter- that was that was poor. All right, guys. Yeah, the show should have been called Obi Wan Kenobi, or should have been called like Kenobi, or just Obi Wan. Yeah, Kenobi would have been fun. Kenobi, yeah, I think Kenobi, Kenobi would have been, been good. good. I think so too. All right, been called uh, Riva, a Kenobi story. <laughs> well, Kevin, that's good because we have one final major character to get to before we get we'll get some minor characters and we'll and then we'll finish up. But Riva is the ca- final character. She was the last kind of major character that we haven't really talked about, and I was not a fan of her character for the most part. I thought the reveal in and again. I know, Brandon, this is for you. Spoilers, if you haven't seen the show. Thank you. The reveal in episode five that she, and then Obi-Wan says it, you're not serving him, you're hunting him. And I, I you know, I, I really enjoyed that reveal. I can't say that I sort of saw it coming, but when you look back, you kind of see some of the, some of the signs, I suppose. But Overall, I wasn't impressed with the character. Even after that, I thought it was meh. And I thought that they, they left her alive in the finale just so she could, as we've talked, just so she can get her own spinoff show, which I think is inevitable at this point. What did you guys think of Reva? I thought she was a terrible character. <laughs> she wasn't intimidating on the show as like she came across. like, And I don't blame her. Blame the writing. <laughs> like... I think it's a little bit of the acting and the writing. Yeah, yeah. it's a little bit of both. I think it was it was a poorly written character, but like the acting was way over the top into a way that like was just annoying. Like you said, she was intimidating, yeah. but like she the actor the actor could have made the role like more intimidating. It just she just seemed like she was whining a lot. Yeah. I'm not the I'm not this. Yeah. I didn't think the reveal was that much of a reveal. I mean, I think we all pretty much assumed she was one of the younglings from the opening scene. Yeah, the opening true. scene of this, the series is actually pretty good with like yeah. showing the Order 66 attack on the temple and the yeah. younglings running and Jedi uh, being slaughtered and stuff. The only thing, I thought she was going to be revealed as one of the younglings. I just didn't where I, where I was a little surprised was that, oh, you're not serving him, you're hunting him. That's where I, I, I was a little surprised by that. But I'm just confused in general, as to she knows that Anakin is Vader, like how? Because he was the, that. That's another good point too. Because, because Anakin was there. She yeah, thinks Anakin not Darth was there. Vader. She didn't know he was Darth Vader. Maybe she when she survived Order sixty. Actually, yeah, I have no effing idea. Yeah, I got no. How does she know that that's the same guy that was in the suit? If nobody else really knows that, other than the Emperor, how does she know that? It would make more sense for just like force presence. Like you never know. Like the force works in mysterious ways, Tim. 
Oh, that's a, but, that's a great excuse for everything in Star Wars. Force is with her. My, but no, like, how does she I know, know Obi Wan doesn't? Obi Wan should understand that because he knows that he's he an experienced. He's a Jedi Master, Vader. really. Yeah. In Episode Three, he literally watched him be got dubbed Vader. You guys rise, Lord Vader, in the thing. Yeah. And so you think the oh this this guy Darth Vader you think oh yeah it should probably be you think that's Anakin? I didn't think it was like that powerful of a moment. And, no. and then we just saw her get like you know just crushed by Vader. And I actually I thought that was interesting. It almost like a callback to like Force Unleashed when you find yeah, out a little like, bit. With, yeah. Spoilers for Force Unleashed because yeah. you know this is not a Force Unleashed episode. But uh, when the turn comes out, like, Vader knew exactly what you were doing this whole time, and he was using you as, like, bait to, like, snuff out the rebellion. That was cool. And, th- and that moment felt like that. It was like, Youngling, do you think I didn't know what you were doing this whole time? So that was, that was cool. Yeah, but it was, like, a cool, it was a cool Vader moment. It wasn't a cool Reaver moment. Yeah, I was just going to say, it was, it was better for the Vader character, not the Reaver character. But for me, like, I thought, like, I didn't love the character at the beginning. I thought she... It, like everything did feel kind of forced and I was looking forward to a different character's presence in this show. So I didn't see this one coming as it were, but Are you talk about the grand inquisitor. I am. Yeah. Cause for anybody who's a fan of rebels or me, um, or the grand inquisitor was such a good character. He in was that show. He was great. And I, I feel like they wasted him in this particular series, like to the point where, they didn't need to have him there at all. No. He was completely pointless. He was, a plot, device. He was a plot device for Reva. That's he, all was. he was. That's what you, you're, you're absolutely right, Kev. Another stabbing of someone where you just assume they died, but clearly they didn't. Well, and then Tim, and then Tim <laughs> they, they, they explain it by saying, revenge does wonders for one's will to live. And you're just like, What? What are, you, what also, are you talking if you're about? Saying that right now, then why aren't you killing Reva? Exactly. Revenge will give her the will to live. For real. But like, oh, and that's man. that's really it. Where it's just like, all right, cool. Like, apparently, the way the show was originally written was that Reva didn't know that Vader was Anakin, and by talking to Obi Wan during that like scene where on the the other sides of the door on that planet in episode five that's when she was going to find out and that's when she was going to have a turn oh. uh, that would have made a lot more sense i think that would have been better than her but i knew was adding all along and it also would have made more sense in her like character motivation because she would have actually believed that the jedi were planning a coup and, and it was it was anakin skywalker the jedi who attacked the temple not darth vader the sith attacked the temple and were killing all the younglings including her friends yeah. So that would have made her be like, yeah, I actually do think the Jedi were the worst ever. And I, I think it's right to hunt them down to the last man. Yeah. And then to find that out later on that, that would have oh, made... no, that was, that was actually Vader and it wasn't the Jedi at all. That would have been a much more powerful character moment for her. Yeah, that would have made I a think... lot. And it would have made more sense within the story, too, I think. And also, they were actually did plan on killing her in the original draft of the scripts. Like yeah, then, but I but guess. of course, I bet you someone like Kathleen Kennedy came out and said, no, no, we no. Show. We're going to do a Reva show. Don't kill her. Yeah, like with or Reva, she's gonna show up in old person makeup in Mandalorian or some, yeah. some shit. I just, I, I don't know. I don't see her solo show taking off. Like, I don't know what, what would you do with her? Because like, 
there's so many other characters like that they could have gone with in a situation like this. Like they could have done like a Ventress or something like that. Like oh, I would. I want to see. I want to see live action Ventress at some point. Like a Ventress show would be great because like it's a character that I mean you're pseudo familiar with, but it has like a very well developed story that you could easily bring to the screen. Well, and we don't know. We don't know what happened to her, right? Like exactly, her story hasn't really been completed. So, like, something like that would be interesting, but, like, a Reva show, eh. I don't know what they would do with it besides create plot holes and, and literally everything else. Like, yeah. it's, I don't see it being a, as additive as it could be. Like, the only way that, that it would make sense is if she somehow shows up in Ashoka and dies. But, like, but like even that wouldn't really make sense. I just don't get, like, how you can make a character like that. Like, she starts off with the show. She's, like, I think she took off some villagers' hands at one point. Mm -hmm. She probably killed a bunch of these pe bunch of people over the years. I was almost going to kill Luke. And they're like, oh, no. We're going to make her redeemable. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? For her own se series, I'm like, I don't. I, yeah. yeah. Well, if Vader can be redeemed and return the Jedi, I guess anyone can be redeemed. That's maybe true. She, maybe Reva is the chosen one. Kylo Ren can be redeemed at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Anyone can be redeemed. Pretty much everyone can be redeemed in Star Wars. No matter what horrible things you do. I, I guarantee you they're going to do a spinoff show where the Emperor gets redeemed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back again, guys. Guess what? But I'm a good guy now. I'm a good guy now. I, You guys didn't kill uh, the Emperor. I killed them. <laughs> You guys remember when uh, South Park was doing the whole thing about BP and the oil spills, and they were just like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. sorry. Huh. Like, that's basically what they're going to do with the Emperor. Probably. They're going to give him a prequel show where we see him with his Honestly, Honestly, uh, we'll see him with his wife, and that will explain the plot hole in uh, Rise of uh, Skywalker. <laughs> so <laughs> his, kids, his kids are actually canon. Like, no, it's, it's a clone. Ray's yeah. uh, to go into the the yeah, can of it. Ray's father is a clone of Palpatine. Yep. Oh, I didn't yes. know that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So still terrible. Do with that information what you will. If they do a, a prequel uh, with anything with with Palpatine, I hope they do something with Darth Plagueis because that's someone we don't really know much about, which I'd like to know more I about. It was Darth Plagueis. I go, I, like no, he said Plagueis. I thought it was no, Plagueis. Plagueis. No, he says Plagueis in the in the movie. Plagueis. Does he? Oh, whatever. Right. For next episode, I'm gonna pull up the clip, Brian, and I'm gonna right. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna say Darth Plagueis. And, he's, okay. and Tim wants to shame you. Public right. shame you. Fine, I'll bless myself. There we go. Good job. Too I'm, many. I blasted. I have, you have to make sure keep, I'm dead, Brandon. Keep going. <laughs> All right, guys. Stop. He's already dead. <laughs> All right, guys. Any final thoughts on Reva? I don't want to see more of her. That's yeah, fair. Good. Yeah, we're good. I'm good. That's, that's All enough. All right, guys. That being said, uh, Kathleen Kennedy just announced they're doing a Reva spinoff. Uh, uh, doing a, a Reva trilogy. A, se uh, a seven-season show. I don't want to see her. I don't want to see her in her own show. Oh, we're getting but it. But if she happened to show up somewhere, I'm... I guess more open to that, but not. It's not necessary. It wouldn't blow your mind if she like if it was just like if she showed up in like Mandalorian, like as some this old lady being like, "I used to hunt the Jedi." You say, I don't, and that's the thing. Like, I really wouldn't want her to show up in the Mandalorian. 
I would want her to show up one more time in Obi Wan season two and like die. Okay. I don't know. She might show up on Andor. I might. Be oh yeah, I can see that. Uh, I can see. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. An Andor show. But again, I don't want to see her again. No, no. Yeah. I hope that she dies off screen and they say yeah. and Reaver died on the way back to her home planet. That'll be the opening <laughs> scroll, and that'll be it. <laughs> Reva died on her way back to the planet. Reva is dead. Reva is dead. And the dead do not speak. <laughs> so we won't <laughs> The dead speak. All right, guys. I got, I got one more thing to talk about before we get out of here. And I just, you know, we didn't talk about some of the other side characters. Kamel Najiani's. Was it Haja? Yeah, that was it. That was yeah, good. In, yeah, got, I wasn't expecting him to be in the show. I didn't. Yeah, he, him. that was pretty I good. Expect him to be as as enjoyable as yeah. He you have um so. Indira Varma, who was uh, what was it, Tim? Um, uh, what, what was her name from Game of Thrones? Oh, Alaria Sand. Alaria Sand. She yep. was Tala. Tala. Um, you had O'Shea Jackson Roke as Roken, and then you had the fourth sister and the fifth brother as the other two Inquisitors. So, guys, I don't think we have time to talk about all of them individually, but tell me, you know, I, I assume all of us loved uh, Kamal Najiani's character, but mm-hmm. tell me, just give me what you, some of your favorite, you know, what your, who your favorite was out of those. I like Tala a lot. I thought she yeah, was I did really too. good. And she had, yeah. it, it seemed like she had a really interesting backstory that they didn't, uh, give enough time to breathe and flesh out. Yeah, I also really liked her uh, loader droid. That yes, yeah, yeah, he was cool. I would, I'd see a, sh- a show based on that loader droid over a show based on Reva. <laughs> he he, like, he no reminded he, he reminded me that. of a non-speaking K two S O from Rogue One. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, but I even really thought cool. you know the fi- Brandon. I believe the fifth brother and the fourth sister were both in Rebels. Correct. They were. Yeah. So I, I, I thought I thought that was cool little, you know, the fact that they were using more, uh, showing more I just wizards. like seeing Wong in different universes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really like Fifth Brother that much because he was, he was as whiny as Reva. He's like, I already told Darth Vader. I got the credit. Nah. <laughs> he kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's too so, late. Like, it's so it, petty. It does. It's it, it, like yeah. Masters of the Force and you're just petty losers. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is the Inquisitors. To be honest, like yeah. in every incarnation, like that, it's you got to remember, like they're dark side users. Like all they want is more and more and more power. So if like they're if they have somebody in their way, like they're gonna do what they can to subvert that person. Like it's it matches the dark side. To be honest, but yeah, no, all, the side character they did a good job at like having like little side characters in there. Like Tyler was good. Um, O'Shea Jackson Jr. was great. Yeah, I like. Yeah, like everybody, everybody did a solid job. Like there was, there were no complaints. The only complaint was, again, for me, the Grand Inquisitor was a waste. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Yeah. All like right, guys. Could have had Reva as a Grand Inquisitor in. Yeah, and then and then the other guy. Whole other thing. And yeah. Would have been noted. Yeah. The way they used him was not great, but whatever. It is what it is at this yeah. point. All right, fellas. Any other final thoughts or topics before we get to our final thoughts? Anything else you want to discuss before we get to our final thoughts about Obi Wan? Yeah. One thing. Uh, I'll go ahead, Brandon. The Jedi tomb. Oh yeah, I forgot oh, about that. That's a good, good call. That was. That, that was, was unexpected and a little like very disturbing. Honestly, I was like, holy crap. My first thought when watching that was like, oh my god, they're just trying to tie it into Rise of Skywalker. And they're gonna be like, oh, we're using the we're, we preserve the Jedi because so we can suck out their forces and make clones of the the Emperor. That seemed to be what I was thinking. Yeah, but that, that was a very dark scene. It was incredibly dark. 
Um, I got one other thing to say. Go is ahead. that uh, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think his only other acting credit is Needles from Back to the Future Part 2 and 3. <laughs> And what was he? And what was he in this? He was needles. Yeah, he was needles. Flea was needles, and now he was whatever his character's name was in this. Flea, oh Vect, Vect, Vect. No, no crew is according to IMDb. There you go. Needles and Vect. Yeah, he was better with needles. Yeah, Flea. Yeah, needles is an all-time character. I do have one other thing to say before we get to our final thoughts. What did we did we did we like that little Tamora Morrison veteran clone trooper? cameo in the in the second episode i would like to know if it was actually like if he said if it was like rex or somebody like that that would have been cool i don't think but it was, it was rex. like once but i, yeah, I it was. Yeah. but, but like, here, here here's the one thing that i don't get about that scene in particular like so he served with obi-wan part of the clone wars he should recognize him he should recognize what obi-wan because yeah, he was like. he served in the clone wars like you yeah, can't but you can't say he, he served I, with him. well i thought that he, he might was be the, blind Oh well, I he might have been blind. I thought or, he was or like going blind. Was that, it, did, that's the way I reconciled it. Well, didn't he have five okay. oh first? I he was just drunk. I thought he had five oh first armor on, which was Anakin's unit, which was Rex's unit. Even if he was just another random clone trooper, didn't serve directly with Obi Wan, he should know who General Kenobi was yeah. during the Clone Wars. Yeah, he was like a clone trooper. But my my explanation is that he was blind. Maybe he was really drunk too. Yeah. Either way, he was somehow impaired to a way that he couldn't look at this guy who was exactly like Obi-Wan Kenobi, wearing Jedi robes, and not recognize him. Yeah, that's true. All right, guys, this was fun. Let's get to our final thoughts. Brandon, I'm going to start with you tonight. What are your final thoughts? I'm going to end it where I started. It wasn't a bad show. It just wasn't the Obi-Wan show I wanted. So... I'll be hopeful for season two based on how season one ended. So okay. hopefully it's only up from here. Hope you're right. Kev, final thoughts? It happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has moments where it had some good Star Wars stuff. Like I still put the Darth Vader scene with the him talking to Obi-Wan is like probably a good top Star Wars moment in general. Definitely top 10, I would say. Yeah. But I am not looking forward to season two. I don't think there's any story there for season two at this point. Uh, they're going to do it because dude, that's because people watched it. That's people why. watched yeah. it, and Kathleen Kennedy just wants to make money off of Star Wars. It's which all about I get. The, it's all about the money for that's her. her job. I mean. Yeah, no, no, that's her job. But like, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I'm not looking forward to season two. I think it ended where it's like I get it. He's going off training. I don't really need to see the training that he's going to be doing from season two. So, okay. Tim, I think it was fine as well. I didn't dislike it. I thought there were some really good moments. I think overall it's probably uh, a little bit under book of Boba Fett in my rankings of Star Wars media, mm-hmm. but yeah, I really don't, I really hope you don't get a season two. I mean, I think it would just be diminishing returns. It's just going to get more and more convoluted and, yeah, I, I don't really care about the continuing adventures of Obi-Wan in between this point and uh, A New Hope. So let's move on to new stories that don't involve Skywalker and Friends characters. Yeah, I'm, I'm with call- I'm, I'm with you. Go ahead, Kev. I was gonna say, I'm calling it now. Season two will be uh, Luke's the one that gets kidnapped. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, I, I just think that we are getting a season two. I think we need to accept it because it was... 
it's the most if I, I thought I read it was the most watched Disney Plus TV show. I, I could be wrong, but I it's it's definitely up there, and I think that's why we're getting another season two. In fact, I had read that there was a rumor that they completely rewrote and filmed the ending of the show so that they could. And Tim, that might have been the whole Reva thing that you were talking about. Maybe she makes an appearance. I have no idea, but I, I do think we're going to get a season two. And overall, I, I'm with you guys. This show was it was all right. You know, I, I wanted more of it, like Brandon said. Um, there were some good moments. You know. Uh, but it left some much to be desired, even though there was, you know, some pretty cool moments, especially towards the end of the series. I do have one final, final thought, right? Go ahead. Good for hating Christensen. Yes, good, I agree. Good for him getting the acting role. Yeah. That, you know, that's not like some straight to streaming movie that we'll never see. Jumper. Hey, hey, hey. Jumper was great. Was it? That was, was like it, Brandon? I never saw it. Years ago, dude. It was. It was we, we were in college when that happened. When that came out, I mean. Brandon, was it a good movie? I'd never seen that okay. movie yet. <laughs> Whatever, Kevin. Uh, well, you're right, One Tim. final, final thought to bounce off of Timmy's. I actually think Hayden Christensen has become more beloved. Yeah, he has. Over the years. I agree. People are looking back more on his portrayal as more like, well, all right, it's not terrible. As- and, and guys, you know, one, another final, final thought for me, we're, we're going to get, he's going to be in the Ahsoka series and he's pushing to have his own Darth Vader series. So I think you're going to see more of Hayden Christensen as Anakin slash Vader, not less going forward. No final, final thoughts from me. Okay. Good night. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was fun, fellas. Uh, once again, follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at TWAI Podcast and leave us a kind review on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And we will see you next time on There Was an Idea. Mm-hmm.